This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's Thursday, it's 6.30ish and it's that time of the week again. Yes, it's time for the Mansfield Matters podcast. Coming up this week, it's time to draw your own conclusions as the Stags take two points from two games, missing the chance to win against Colchester as they scored a 95th minute equaliser. Boss David Flickcroft shares his reaction on what was a sucker punch goal to concede. doesn't matter how much time uh, they put up, it's not the referee's fault, it's the way we've defended it and um, you know it's not good enough you know, to... Uh, we're on top of the league tonight, you know, um, if we get that right, if we get that last half a second right, uh, we go to go to the top of the league and that's the difference between uh, success and failure. In midweek, the Stags saw a stalemate at newly promoted Tranmere. Midfielder Neil Bishop cast a critical eye on just a point on the road. We're not going to dismiss a clean and away clean sheet and a point, but, you know, teams with a bit of disappointment, you never won. Played here before, it's always been a tough place to come. Like I say, the crowd, crowd are right on top of you. Uh, fair play when they get involved, put a bit of pressure on the referee. Um, probably affected a couple of his decisions tonight but you know that's that's just the way it is you take it on the chin and you move on um, like I say we, we, um, good teams on the on the back of a promotion um, want to get off to a good start they've got they've got that um, enthusiasm they've got that um, momentum Elsewhere this week we hear from defender Mal Benning who tells us all about his new position Obviously everyone knows that I like attacking from left back um, so you do get that more freedom, but it's one of them as well. Like, you, you're further up the pitch, so you have to adapt your game here and there, to be fair. But, um, yeah, I'm enjoying that there. And midfielder Alex McDonald knows it's time to turn draws into wins. If we weren't performing uh, and we were drawing these games, then I'd be a little bit worried, but we're performing very, very well. Um, the, lads are, the lads are really bought into it. Uh, and, like you say, hopefully we turn these good performances into, into more three points. I know we conceded late on, uh, on Saturday, but... It feels when we're out there that we're, that we're solid. All of that and much more, including your comments and questions, in the only show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Well, because Mansfield matters. Sit back, put your feet up, enjoy over an hour's worth of content as four Man Stags fans talk all about the latest from Mansfield Town FC. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast with Craig Priest, Nathan Edge, Simon Mercer, and Cam Felton. Well, a very good evening, one and all, and welcome to the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield matters. We are here once again to chew the fat over what's actually been a bit of a disappointing week, to be fair, with two consecutive draws. With me, as always, Simon Mercer, Nathan Edge, and Cricket Cam Felton. Um, but it does have a does have a stag on it. But, nah, I'm just but, ready to but, ball you all over oh, tonight. Oh, here oh. we. 
There we God get sake. less than 30 seconds in. We introduced bookings to the show last week. I'm stumped at what to say. Oh, no. <laughs> no! That's much better. No! No. Oh, Nathan, you, you do want to I, add I'm not going to get involved. No, please don't. Thank Sorry, lads, it's tea. Thank you. Oh. Stretching the boundary. <laughs> anyway, get involved with the show for the fans, by the fans in the comments. As always, we've got plenty to talk about tonight, including a one-all draw against Colchester, which saw us uh, concede a sucker punch of a goal, and then a stalemate at Tranmere in midweek. I really don't know where to start. Let's go back to Saturday, one-all against Colchester United. Nathan, well, it was a frustrating afternoon because we were struggling to, to break Colchester down for quite a while, weren't we? We was, but... We never really was in any massive danger either. It wasn't like Colchester were, you know, were playing f- fantastically well. I think we we controlled them as as well as they controlled us. We sort of both teams sort of cancelled each other out for a large majority of the game. I think a lot of credit has to go to Flipcross. I feel like his changes in the second half uh, made a difference. We then we really was dominating, dominating, but it still didn't look like for a long time we was going to ever really break the deadlock. And then it took that. You know, wonder wonder strike from uh, from Davis, and that really should have been worthy of winning any game. The biggest disappointment was obviously the the way the facts that we conceded in the the, the ninety fifth minute. But Nathan mentioned it there, so obviously a bit of a change by Flitcroft in bringing Rose on as well. But also mm. there was a, a very uh, like very sort of uh, sneaky change as well. When we was on the ball, we dropped into a four four two for about five minutes, and that period of the game is where we started to really ramp it up was that a, a, a pleasing thing for you the fact that we did have a, a plan B for a, li- for a little while a little bit yeah yeah I mean you know for major periods of that game Colchester were a lot better organised than what we what we'd had from like Newport or anybody like that in the previous games so obviously they'd done their homework on us um, so we needed to change it a little bit and we were all saying we need more presence up front because Tyler on his own were just kind of lost in a way. He, he was doing all right, but he just needed somebody else up front with him. And bringing Davison, I think, was the right right thing to do, sort of thing. So I was I was quite pleased at that. It was a frustrating afternoon all round, Cam. Though, but ninety fifth minute, we've got to learn from that, haven't we? Well, I suppose this is going back twelve months. We had a problem this time last year not closing games out and it's come back to bite us again fair enough it's only the one game this time but it's games that we really need to be winning fair enough Colchester on, on a bad run obviously putting six past crew in during the week so they're not a team that's going to be walked all over so I think three points would have been the best outcome but taking a draw against a team like them we're going to come up against worse teams Again, than them when we're going to come up against best teams or swings and roundabouts from that game really it's a very frustrating one the fact that it was the 95th minute but I guess you know that result would have looked a lot better if we'd have gone if we'd have either won at Tramier or vice versa it's, it's that sort of frustrating thing but I've written down on I tend to try not to make notes nowadays because we, we try and just sort of go off the bat a little <laughs> bit but uh, I've, I've written down the word twice today for two different games <laughs> Inexperienced, Nathan. I think that showed massively, didn't it, in the in the way that we conceded the goal against Colchester. I think it did, but it probably really was an individual error. I think as a team, up to that point, we had done very well, and it it was just frustrating. And we had what literally seconds just to see the game out, 
and I had, you know, whether it was a lack of concentration or like say just an individual error that that, that cost us. And it was a shame because the, the 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 you know the whole team had worked very hard up to that point. So it was just good to it was a bit it's a bit like Colchester, a bit like an Akron team team aren't they for us. We we seem to never beat them. They seem to we seem to draw with them more more often than not. And uh, look what happened. You know, we think we're over the line, and then you know, wham out of nowhere, they said they get the equaliser. It was just it's disappointing, but we we. I feel like we've got a lot of positives to take out of it still. Get your comments coming in on uh, the live feed as uh, Stephen has tonight. He says, my take uh, on the first half Saturday, we were going to see teams come and sit back like Colchester did and park the bus. We need to pick up the pace of passing and movement uh, to pull organised teams out of position. People can say all they want about one up front, but how can you change a side that's just won 6-1? A draw at a horrible place like Tranmere for me is a good point. What do you make of that side? Obviously the, the first part of that, you know, picking up the pass and just being a little bit more urgent with it because it, a lot of the time against Colchester um, we sort of well in fact not just against Colchester but uh, many of the games this season we've got this tendency now to try and just move the ball from right to left and left to right and come back inside and it's really slow in getting the ball up the pitch mm, yeah I mean I mean for just going back to Accrington I mean there were 25 passes before CJ put ball in there and um, at times on Saturday, it just kept going backwards. McDonald, for example, he'd get the ball and it'd go from side to side, or or it'd go backwards. Where like we want him to play that forward pass sort of thing, you know, just just something to try and unlock the defence, you know, just to open up a little, just just for Tyler to get in or something like that. Because with Tyler's pace, you know, I, I feel as though like he, he could be the one, you know, on the last defender. Not to bring him up, but kind of like a Mac Green used to be, you know, he on the last, on the shoulder of the last defender, and like just play that pass through him for him to run onto, sort of thing, and, and, and you know, get a shot away. I think the thing is with the this whole with the style of play, this change that we've had. I, for me, I would much rather see this. I'd much rather have that in our team, you know, rather than just going the long ball all the time. Yes, we need a plan B, but you know, in previous years we have gone for the long direct route. And we've, we've we've had a lot of supporters complain about that. So now we have changed. And uh, yes, it's frustrating at times like Saturday when you get teams that are gonna uh, you know pretty much park the bus. And and they, they were very organised. We've got to give Colchester credit. Credit they dealt with it very well. It was organised and they made us work for that first goal. But when we've got the ball, we're in control of the game. So I'd much rather that than the ball be in midair and having that sort of battle when it when we don't need to especially uh, at home yeah, yeah I'm not I'm not saying you know oof it downfield or while you know just just the passing you know I always I don't know about you guys but when we're on the ball now I always feel as though when there's a when the, we've got the ball and you know something's going to happen sort of thing rather than just hoof it down long and hope for the yeah. best sort of thing you know when we've got the ball it's like especially when CJ's got it you know, and he and he's running down wing. You know, you always think you know something's going to come of it, sort of thing. And rather than thinking, you know, well, Christian Pierce is going to oof it in a minute. And like Cam said, twelve months ago, you know, he probably would have oofed it downfield. But now, nah, that's much more of a look up to see where like other players are to just play it out. Sort of. Would thing. you say that's a down, a bit of a downside in it that are plays you would say improved but that we are taking that a little bit of time just to 
take us time and get rid of it? Should it just be just stick it in Bishop Street stand and just no. get rid of it? No, because Cause my... in a situation like Colchester, if that ball had gone. Well, that's what we did. We well, stuck it in Bishop Street, and then they took the. I'm going to argue against Saul because I think that the main problem there, and uh, we'll hear from David Flickcroft on it in a, in a second, is the fact is our inexperience. Tyler Walker gives away a silly foul, yeah. and all he's got to do is show the the Colchester player down the line. If he does that, it's game over because we're in the last minute of the added on time. By virtue of the fact of him giving that free kick away, and I'm not pinning the blame on him before anyone starts. Um, him giving away that free kick adds another minute on. Just because it's five minutes of time allowed doesn't mean that it's five minutes nailed on. If there's a stoppage in that five minutes, that time will get accounted for. So whatever you do, that time's going to get accounted for. If we've got a bit more experience in that position, showing down the line, see the ball, let the ball go out of play for a, th- for a throw, they're not pretty much going to do anything for it because it would have been our throw because we've shown him down the line, we've shown him away, we've cleared the danger. We need to be a little bit more clued on in the last minutes of the game for me I think Flickoff did say that didn't he he sort of um, I think what was very sort of refreshing with his post-match interview is that previous managers would have gone on to say hey it's not everybody's fault he's had yeah. six minutes on it it's only supposed to be five Played 20 seconds on back the in the room I thought it was four but, uh, then the, the goal who, went in who the four who was that didn't it? But, <laughs> it's like he's in the room <laughs> But I, I, he did, to me, sound like he was obviously having a bit of a dig at, at Tyler Walker just for that, you know, it, it, at the time it, you wouldn't really think much to it, but obviously what it led to was, obviously, like you say, it's not his, it, you can't blame it on him, but it did contribute to the extra bit of time being added on, and like you say, it's just an inexperience, but he could have dealt with it a lot differently. So thing, if he had done that, but it had been fur- a little bit further up the field, you'd have probably said, that's a good foul to take in the last minute. Because if yeah, it's like over that, the halfway line, exactly, they can't. Do, if they lump it long, we could just get rid of it straight away. Whereas because it's a little bit closer, they can actually do something with it. Hence, the goal came about. So it's yeah, but Logan was a little bit at fault for that coming out. Yeah, of I mean, floppy I, bird. Not, yes. I, I don't want to pin the blame on anyone because I think uh, one thing which annoys me about us as supporters in general is that blame culture we have we're always looking for someone to pin blame on (laughs) (laughs) but it is we're always looking for someone to pin blame on but I think as a collective and I think Flickcroft alluded to this as well in his interview which has been another refreshing thing for me as a collective we've got to take responsibility we've got to learn from it and deal with it should Logan have caught the ball or punched the ball yes Yes. should we have given that throw throw in away in that position no should we have given that free kick away in that position no it's I think we were masters of our own downfall 100% in that goal we were trying to solid bring the Conrad were getting the defence to come in and surround him as such anybody else noticed that they were like getting players to come in and just create like a little bit of a barrier so they could just they could just get rid of it he got ended up getting tangled up a bunch of our, our own players a couple of their players he completely missed it I would like so, to be battered by Conrad well exactly yeah, if, but, it, if it had said come out I'd have been like I'm alright where I am thanks if they'd have played the same system that we have been doing and that's a set up defence for a set piece like it would normally be I think we'd have been fine without that little bit of space that Conrad could come out, come out, claim it, punch it, whatever. Did we panic when we saw them lining up the long so. throw? Yeah. And we just didn't well, know we how to deal with it. We dealt with it though, all, all game up to that point though. There were too many, too many bodies around keeper. 
and that's just all players. I think I think they ended up by about four players around goalkeeper when that goal went in. You, you need that little bit of space actually be able to do anything. He pretty much jumped and missed. It's such a it was, fine margin, isn't it? Like, it is. We literally but, so easily could be sat here talking about four points from the last two games and saying how what a great start to season. And that's yeah. the thing. Well, yeah, that start. extra three points would be you know, top, yeah. top well, three. That, that would that yeah, three points would have put us top of the league at, at that point. Uh, let's. I'll put a positive spin on that in a minute, so I, uh, I think we're in danger of probably going down the negative route again. Um, this is not negative matters, it's Mansfield matters, although it depends where you, which seat you sat in, because if you're sat in Cam's seat, it's not Outlaws matters. Any any contributions for the cricket? Oh, look, Ray, well, there you go, that's all, that's all you need to know about cricket, isn't it? Uh, we're not about, we don't play till Sunday. Oh, I don't follow cricket, so I don't know. If you basically, definition of cricket, get yourself to B&Q, get yourself to a paint and watch it dry. Uh, Callum, in the comments, says, a lot of pos- positives to take out of the two games. <laughs> Clear to see we can play football confidently. Still very frustrating to watch CJ on the right. Most of our chances last season came from us in the left, using his pace. Still early days yet, can see us picking up a good result at Macclesfield. Um, Stephen says, I said, said on Twitter, Colchester's game... Um, came from the pressure from Walker's foul um, and that was an ex- inexperience uh, John says as a keeper you're only as strong as them around you uh, all need to re- take responsibility it's not Logan's fault and Joe says uh, whether Walker gave a free kick away or not Logan has to deal with the throw I think he's been a good keeper up to yet but his command of the area is below par let's put a positive spin um, on that game before we hear from uh, David Flickcroft uh, and get his reaction <sighs> we mentioned it at the start Colchester were very, very, very tough to break down. In fact, going into that game, they'd not conceded in the league. Um, they've got still got one of the, the tightest defences. They're a very difficult side. They are going to be up there. But one positive was we, as a collective, didn't give up, which we would have done last season, and we would have been sitting here talking about defeat. So by virtue of the fact we scored a goal, yes, there was a bit of luck and a bit of class to it with Davis's phenomenal finish, which, mm. as he said, could have ended up you know, near Pete's Rock, although... He's got his bearings wrong because that's the wrong side. But anyway, good matter. Um, the point is, are you pleased to see that actually? You know, we we didn't just sit back and say and, and just go, all right, they they're gonna not let us through, so we'll just play for the point. Are you pleased to see the fact we did go for it by chucking three strikers on? I think it was a positive. I think maybe it could have come a little bit earlier than leaving it to the last ten minutes. Uh, well, yeah, as long as it as, it, as long as it goes in, but. You could see they were. We we could do nothing. The ball was literally camped on halfway line. Mal Benning, CJ, Mal, Christian, Sweeney, Hayden, back to the other side again and back. It was very boring to watch. And then it's like watching paint dry. I thought, was, I, was cricket, I thought I was watching cricket. Or Notts County. <laughs> that one. That camera. Oh, or not County. <laughs> this is great because this is just. I'm just going to cut David off. This is great because we've now got from last season. We've now got two cameras, oh. and only I can control. Or not County. I didn't expect that from Nathan. Sorry, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> we've only got two cameras, and uh, I can control which one's on and which one's not. And can and none of these guys are Simon because I can't see because the glare in the window. Oh, we've got no idea. So Cam just pointed at the wrong camera. Sorry, mate. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, for now. But yeah, um, carry on. <laughs> I've lost me. completely lost my train of thought now. But it, it was just very boring just watching it going from side to side to side. If you wanted to watch the ball going side to side, you just watch tennis. And or cricket. <laughs> yeah. But lesson I to think, come. Don't wear a cricket I shirt. I think if 
I think if that sub would have come a bit earlier, I think we might have been able to grab another one because there were a couple of chances where we were close, but we just didn't. We lacked that little bit of cutting edge, and obviously, because Tyler was on his own, it's like. It did show, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, it that did. sort of game, I didn't think it was the sort of game for one up front. No. With how thought, physical they are. Yeah, and yeah exactly. And uh, McAwee ain't smashed across the park by, what's his name, Harry Pell. Big, yeah. tall, lanky. Yeah. Man. He was smashed. Smashed. for them. Oh, fantastic. The and it, then he moaned at everything because he thought that McAwee were fouling him. Yeah. I don't like him. I don't. I don't like him. It's just because he's a good player, though. Yeah, that's that's the only problem. I don't think he is. We we just do what we did in the conference: just buy players to stop them playing against us. And the Owens, Godfrey, Poku, George Pilkington—the list goes on. It's great. I think that's what Nats County did with Kane Emmons. To be honest, for us. Well, clearly done. Agent Hemmings is doing a fine job. Uh, Anyway, let's uh, turn our attentions back to some of the comments. Keep them coming into that as always. It's not just us for sharing a cup of tea, having a chat about stags. We can do that anytime. This is the show for you to have your say on your team. The only one like this on the internet where you know you can get a a panel of four idiots talking about (laughs) stags drinking a cup of tea in my house because it doesn't happen anywhere. It doesn't. No one else is in this. Uh, Yeah, whatever. Um, So let's go back to the. the You never want to come round mine. Never, never been invited. No, no, you've been no, invited. I don't know your problem is. Exactly, I know. Never been invited. All around the Nates, end of next month. I don't mind sometimes. Well, there you go. Um, <laughs> Callum says we can talk about Logan all we want, or we could look at how. Are we done? I'm missing out. I'm, try, I'm trying to do a serious show, and you are just there. Yeah, card for you all. Oh, yeah. I know. Quit your moment. Carry on. I'm chill. I'm chill. Uh, Callum says we can talk about Logan all we want or we could look at how good at Leslie it was on Tuesday we'll talk about that later on uh, Shelley following on from that she's going to be like because I've read a comment out Shelley go with me on Tuesday for this uh, in fact I might not read it now uh, she says after Tuesday night's game I think Bobby will be in goal for the Macclesfield game my man of the match completely agree we'll talk about that uh, in about five minutes or so John says we can go forward uh, when we score and every chance to come in the top three uh, this season as the players we have can produce this uh, and uh, Peter and Sharon both say hello so um, hello uh, anyway let's um Let's get a bit of reaction now from that uh, match against Colchester on Saturday at the One Course Stadium. Obviously, a, uh, a 1-1 draw, considering the 95th minute gut-wrenching goal. Uh, let's get the reaction of Stags boss David Flickcroft and hear what he had to say as the Stags drew one all with Colchester. The goal uh, that's ripped the heart out of us, you know, it's totally uh, it's floored me because Colchester have come here, shop shop, they've had one shot on target. Um, and you know it looks like it's almost gone straight, and I think Smodex has uh, has just got that last little touch to it. But you know, doesn't matter how much time uh, they put up; it's not the referee's fault. It's the way we've defended it, and um, you know, it's not good enough. You know, to uh, we could be on top of the league tonight. You know, um, if we get that right, if we get that last half a second right, uh, we go to go to the top of the league, and that's the difference between uh, success and failure. That's the fine margin between success and failure. You know, and. I just said to him then, you know, when I was a player, I'd have done anything in my power to not just protect the clean sheet that we had, but to make sure that goal from Craig Davis is the match-winning goal, that that's the goal that defines today, and that's what we're talking about. But I spent two minutes talking about an error that if we get it right and we make a better decision, we end up with a clean sheet, which the boys should have earned, and... uh, 
and a wonder strike that, that's, that, that should get claim three points. A million percent should claim three points. I've told them after the game, five minutes goes up, seven minutes, doesn't matter. Embrace that time. It's an opportunity to embrace. You're 1-0 up, you've got something to hang on to, you've got something to protect. Um, you know, and that's that spirit that I want to try and grow and I will foster and I'll grow, but uh, they, just, uh, they, they just let it slip. Stag's boss David Flitcroft there speaking to iFollow after that game uh, at home to Colchester United. One all draw in that. Um, it's not to say galvanised for a while, I'm disappointed. Galvanised. I mean, didn't even say it in your interview, I'm, I'm disappointed. We'll talk more about that in a little while. But just before we go off on a tangent, let's just uh, round things up on the Colchester game. And one thing I want to credit, and this is in general really, is actually the approach of David Flitcroft. I've actually been very, very pleased in this. Did anyone see the uh, video where he's meeting the mascots before the game yeah, signed the yeah. footballs? That, I thought that was excellent because obviously, you know, giving them a bit of an experience, but also praising them for the manners and say, getting the point across that you need to have manners, but doing it in a, in a way which is sort of friendly and approachable. And I just feel that certain other managers might have just made it all about them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You notice in that that he mentions about the time being added on, no matter what time's added, you've just got to play. Yeah. He didn't blame us. But he didn't blame but, the ref either. But he didn't blame the ref. Whereas you go back 12 months, the ref's fault, ref's fault, 100% ref's fault. That's literally what I was just coming to. I mean, that that approach, because that I, th- I think sometimes, you know, players can read into that can't they, and think, well, then we've... that if he's, bla- if he's coming out in the press and blaming the referee, the linesman, the fourth official, for making a, a different decision, which is cost the game then the players then use that as an excuse mm. whereas him coming out and saying right alright I'm not going to pin the blame on Walker I'm not going to pin the blame on Logan I'm going to not pin the blame on us as a collective but I'm just going to say you've got to manage the game that then makes the players surely doesn't it Nath then kind of go alright then I've just got to you know I've got to make sure that I'm switched I, on and playing the 90 I think he actually did blame ourselves a little bit because he, he did in earlier in the interview he did say about um, it was how we managed it and how how we defended the you know that that those last few minutes. So I think in that I think he was sending a message across to the players there to say that well obviously that wasn't yeah. good enough. So I I, I I sort of disagree. I think he did, I think he was sort of blaming us, and I, but I do agree that I it's a, it's such a different change of it's, it's different to what we're used to, isn't it? Now previously we have been used to the uh, everything being blamed on the referees and everyone else apart from ourselves, but now I feel like. When it comes to the next stoppage time, when we've got a one-goal lead, the players are going to have a drilled into them now that you know, it's up to them that they've got to switch on now and they've got to defend it rather than always having that scapegoat at the end of it, saying, "Oh, it's the officials or a decision or something like that." So, I, 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 I mm. I'm with you. It is quite refreshing that I, I feel like he's doing that, not thinking of the now or what's gone. Because you can't change that. He's thinking about right. If this happens again in the future, I need the right. I need the players to be in the right mindset for that. So I think he's doing the right thing. Was it they say you win together, you lose together, you draw together, and that's the important thing. Is it? It's together as a team, as a unit going forward. He just wants them to be more switched on. When the, when when the board comes up and it says four minutes, he wants them to be as switched on as if it was the first four minutes, as in the, the last four so I was minutes. So if you see, it's to manage the yeah, game better. But if the ball goes up, it's four. 
You kind of you play kind five. of think, you go, play, try and yeah. play five. Yeah, you kind of Put, switch off, don't you? You're like, oh, I've only got four minutes. I can start to think. Right, you know, close we, the game. We legs are heavy. Legs are yeah. heavy. I can just walk. I don't. I don't just, need to do that much sort yeah. of thing now. And Man, he wants. It's not. He also mentioned there that I think he's trying to get across the mindset of not being afraid of those minutes being added on either. Like he said, that's still time to 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 play. And you know, you're out there to play football. You're doing the the thing that you love, sort of thing. So go out there and yeah, you've got to protect the lead and you've got to be focused and you've got to be switched on with it all. But it's still time on the pitch and you sort of don't be afraid of it sort of go out there mm. and do your job and and enjoy it in some ways so and on the flip side nice of that as well there's going to be a situation or situations in the future in this season where we're a goal behind going into the last minute and we can yeah. be the team that does the, the, the damage and I think learning that lesson early doors can only be described as a positive thing let's move on though and talk uh, about uh, our next topic uh, tonight, which is a change of guard in goal. Um, anyone surprised when they saw the team selection on uh, Tuesday night? Obviously, three changes, and the, the big talking point was Conrad Logan, the regular number one, out. Uh, Bobby Lesnick in. I think maybe. So, uh, I don't know whether he's not felt right or something, or whether they just felt maybe a change was necessary. But as far as it gives. Conrad that little extra boost that he does need to pick his game up because you've got Bobby that's come in first league starting over a year and he's come in and he's put in a good 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 performance and a, a, a ground that we ha- historically have struggled at and it's he's done some fantastic saves just the playing out from the back and just his all around play was more improved than what it was a, more last season definitely deserving of the uh, the man of the match sort of uh, mm-hmm. vote from uh, the supporters from Tuesday so, certainly was for me obviously deserved his clean sheet as well but another positive thing about um, the Lesnick thing was you know it shows that we've got two good keepers and uh, when usually when a second a second choice keeper comes in sometimes they have an off game because they've not played for so long mm-hmm. he's on it he's switched on and for me I think this season it's pretty much like the outfield, you know, Neil Bishop's not guaranteed to start, start in centre mid. Craig Davis is not guaranteed to start up front. Mal Benning's not guaranteed to start left wing back, is he? So why should the goalkeeping position be any different? If you work hard and you apply yourself in training, then you're in. I was literally just about to say that. It's like it's it's it, rather than dwelling on any negatives about how Logan's played in previous games, you can completely flip that on his head and you say we talk about competition for that you know starting place well you like I say you're always talking about it at the outfield players but why why should it be any difference for the for the starting uh, well for the starting goalkeeper when you've got two really really good keepers at this level that can go into that position so uh, I think it's I think it's great because it's showing to the to the squad that if you you know do well in training and commit yourself well then you're going to get your chance and that's Bobby's obviously done that he came in in Accrington had a good game uh, and he's, he did the same on Tuesday night. He came in and he took his chance. So, and Logan will know that. He'll know that if he carries on doing what he needs to do, uh, the opportunity can go back for him to go back in the team. So, I think it's good management. Good the, management. Big, the big question is though, who is in goal Saturday at Macclesfield? <coughs> I actually felt that Logan, sorry, that election it was very hard done by to actually not start against um, against Colchester. To be fair, so I thought he played relatively well against Africa. I think his only block was the the back pass, which nearly cost us. Yeah. Uh, again, but I think when you, what was it? We were about four or five one up at that point, mm. you know. It, well, three one up at that point or whatever. 
you know, you can probably get away with it, but I, I don't know. But who, who, who for you Saturday? Because I, I personally think it can establish it's itself got to be Bobby. first choice. And I think Bobby could, yeah, I think Bobby could be cement himself as being number one. But just going back to the point, what like Nathan was saying earlier on, with Bobby coming in, it makes Conrad aware that you know his place is not safe, so it ups his game, and that goes for everybody else in the team. You know, it, you've got people snapping at everybody else's heels. If if one of the front two don't play well, Danny's in, and it gives Danny a chance. And like you said with Bishop, you know, Bishop don't play well, it, it gives somebody else an opportunity to come in and do well and cement their place. I think this is very much a squad season. I mean, last year you could pretty much name the 11 yeah. for most games. You can name most positions. But I think that's the way Flitcroft's approached it. But uh, a couple of comments in, and this is a very good one from Callum, actually. And I hadn't actually realised this, otherwise I would have brought it on myself. Uh, he says, Just remember, Tranmere had scored in their last 25-odd games. If that doesn't get Alejnik a good run in the team, I don't know what will. Yeah. Mm. Some of the saves he made as well were... I mean, his handling was decent. He gave us a bit more short, and he, he kept us in it with some good saves. There was one with his leg. There was one where he was backpedaling and pushed it over the bar. I thought his command of the area was vocal, and I think a lot of that, I think as well, has to go to maybe Ian Pledger as well, the goalkeeping coach. Just seems that little bit more solid and fair enough. Conrad's a good goalkeeper and all that, but I think finally we've got that balance of good goalkeepers that they are going to challenge each other that balance of good goalkeepers we've not had since Scott Shearer and Brian Jensen <laughs> the last wow. two but no I'm not any joking Jensen was about what was Jensen 40 odd yeah and Shearer, Shearer wasn't great but I, I lent him a uh, walking frame did you yeah. <laughs> oh, he's a baseball when I go for Christmas yeah that's yeah. why <laughs> <laughs> that's it but, but uh, on, on, on the whole Bobby coming into the team you, you He's going to be determined now as well because he's been waiting for this chance for so long. So he's going to be going out to that pitch, putting his shirt. You know, when when you actually get into that game mode and you know that you're number, you're number one. Well, you know, you're on the team sheet. Number as twelve. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, you know what I mean. I get what you meant. You know what I mean. Worry. You can slap him at it, yeah. man. So, well, uh, so yeah. So he's going to go out there thinking, right, this is my chance. So he's going to be so focused and so determined to to, to get it right because he's going to want to keep that that shirt. So. Um, I can only see it as a positive, really. So I think he's going to be all but guaranteed Saturday's number one jersey, purely down to the fact number twelve jersey. You would have thought you You would you can't. I think the fans are string Flickcroft up if they. It'd be cool to drop him after. It would. For me, for me, Conrad. I don't know. I'm going to say it and be a bit. Get your get your get your get your weapons out. Do you want a tin hat? might do but don't you guys think that Conrad's a little bit weighty you've not the only one who said it we'll uh, get that we'll get there some of those comments in a second okay it does carry seem, on yeah. no, no, I'm, I'm just, just saying I'm just saying do you, do you think that you know he could do with trimming down a little bit because he's I don't think he's the mo- most mobile of goalkeepers. I to don't be particularly, honest. I, and, and that worries me because the system which we play requires a sweeper keeper yeah. rather than a, a, a sort of a solid GK GK. Just sort of stood back, and we need a keeper who's capable of playing. And sometimes when the ball goes back to Logan, I'm a little bit sort of you know heart in mouth. Yeah, like, like oh oh, where's, oh where's this going to go? Oh no. Uh, <laughs> Shelley says in the comments, uh, agreeing with you. Uh, Bobby looks fitter. He's moved around his area uh, quicker. Let's give him a run in the side. We've never really had a good keeper since Mazza. 
But Janssen was. Sasha Studer was quality. Sasha Studer was great. I still think Flegen is a good keeper. Yeah, I would as well. I think. I think. The thing with goalkeepers is, you know, because it's such an isolated position, you're either... It's hero the, or villain, goal, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, hero or villain is Mormon. You, you either love him or hate him. You've you, you got to look at it. Look at last season. He, he had some... Yeah. He had a, a shaky start like that this season, but you can't... It's too easy to forget. He, he is a class keeper and he has done a lot. He's just going for a spell. So that's why I'd, I'd rather not dwell on the negatives of no. what Logan's done in the last couple of games because he's, he's not a bad keeper. He's just going for a face, so... I'd rather look at the positive of relationship doing better and coming in. I looked at it in this way: Logan's made a, an an error, or he's you know he's not performed. Let's put it this way: he's not performed to the best of his ability. And in training, rather than just have a goalkeeper who's just gone, well, I'm not first choice. I'm not going to get in anyway. We've had a goalkeeper who's gone. Hang on a minute. If I work a little bit harder, put the minutes in. I can get a game here and I can get myself a shirt and come round. Do you want to meet by? Yeah, <laughs> brings him out a week. Stirs it up a bit. <laughs> and jobs, and jobs are good. I bought a chopper for you. Yeah. Come round. Can you catch? <laughs> oh, he dropped it. Oh. oh, he's pushed it out for the throw. He wouldn't even drop it. He just goes straight to his hands. <laughs> he punched it. Oh dear. Uh, moving on from the goalkeeper situation, uh, the key, let us know your thoughts uh, on that. We'll talk a little bit more about West Brom uh, later on. Uh, uh, a lad called Ewan has uh, sent us a message. Uh, first uh, comment from him uh, so welcome to the podcast uh, first and foremost uh, we've been going for about a year so wait no no I'm joking keep coming back every Thursday 6.30 on this Facebook page and if you listen to the audio version of this where were you? 6.30 6.30 on a Thursday yes. facebook.com forward slash MCFC matters there you go um, we are getting I have to say as well thank you very much to all the new listeners because I, I'm the only one out of us four that actually sees like the stats and the stuff and it's actually shot up since we've done Legends Live so we are getting a, a bigger mm-hmm. bigger audience week in and week out so thank you very much for listening uh, and sharing keep doing it keep getting involved um, but Ewan does ask what, uh, what team do you think will play for West Brom as it's a cup match, therefore giving us the opportunity to use a younger squad. Uh, however, we're also facing a side which beat uh, QPR 7-1 uh, the weekend. We'll talk more about West Brom uh, later on because I don't think we have got a weaker side. I think we've got a squad and that's that. But we'll talk more about that towards the back end of the podcast when we look ahead to next week. Because let's look back to Tuesday night. Now, first time ever, um, midweek game, subscribers in the UK could watch the game legally. Um, on uh, on <laughs> iFollow, we know that there's a few cheeky ones out there who uh, watched it illegally last time. But uh, that. uh, well, that's it. First time for you watching it, Cam. What was uh, what was what was that experience like? Waste of a ten on that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear, I think we had then? one decent chance in the entire game, and Walker skewed that wide. I can think of at least really? three. Mm. I, I think it cross bar uh, were quite decent. I think Otis Park. Were we watching uh, County? Yeah. That's it. Are you sure you were subscribed to the right game? <laughs> I mean, but I think what you're trying to get at, though, is the fact that we were wasteful. Right. Tyler Walker's chance should have put I've got in. a terrible memory. Otis, what? Who are you? Castle, what castle? Otis Khan gets in one on one with the keeper. Um, <laughs> Has the opportunity to put it either side of the keeper, puts it straight down his throat. Davis has enough game. Was it a bad night at the office, Neath? I think, yeah, I think what the problem was is that we had too many players that were just probably a bit below average. We didn't play play bad. I think Tramia, again, a good team, so we did well to get, like, come away with a point. Uh, but we had the opportunities that you just think on another day, Tyler Walker would have, would have put that one away. So um, we very easily could have won it, but. 
I think they just defended us very well. Mc, that Steve McNulty oh. had Davis in his back pocket the whole game. Um, so I, I, you know, it's it's a tough one again. You you just want to go there and you think it could just come up from the conference. You want to go there and get three points and you just disappoint that we haven't. But you got to look at a, a hole and they're on a high at the moment, aren't they? So uh, not like you said, they scored a lot of notice, goals and they haven't. If you notice, them. every team that's ever come up from the conference, Mansord have never ever ever done anything with them. It was well for Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Simon. Yeah. yeah, thanks for putting that down on the night. I get a refund on You're ticket. welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not using any excuse, but the referee, well, he was very inconsistent. I mean, mm. do you know what I, I do like about Tramway? Obviously, first time for me um, going there, um, but I actually felt. Um, that the atmosphere creates one of the best atmospheres for a home team that I've seen on a Tuesday night. They've got that big main stand behind the, the goal, which has a lot of people in it. They made a lot of noise, and I think that sort of atmosphere and energy plays a little bit on a referee. In fact, it reminded me a little bit of Luton, really, Ooh, and in the way they are. Yeah, it seemed like a horrible place to go and play football, and because the pitch is sort of the fans are on top of you a little bit, it seems a little bit more compressed and a little bit more pressurised and. Uh, as Neil Bishop, as you'll hear in a minute, says in his post-match interview, I think the referee sort of played into that a little bit. But for me, I've written down two things um, about that game. Well, three things. I'll come to the third after the audio. But the first thing is not being clinical enough with the experience of Davis and you know the talent of Walker, Khan, etc. And the second one, again, is inexperience because we got the ball into good areas, but we panicked and didn't know what to do with it. I can have I can have experience with Carn Davis and then got inexperience. I know, it's, but, it's, I know, it doesn't balance no, itself out, no, does it? But no. do I need to explain <laughs> myself? Do I need to explain myself? Do it. Uh, I mean, for, it's, you've got by experience. I mean, game time for the likes of Carn and Davis. But by inexperience, I mean of course as a unit trying to break teams down and playing more than one way because it goes back to like we were earlier trying to play it across the back every time and I think like somebody said in the comments earlier CG on the right just didn't bloody work because he can't use his right foot so what do we do we come back inside and we force backwards and it's easy to mark against and I, I just felt for me Nate I don't know about you but for me we need to get CJ either using his right foot or we need to find a different way of playing because it's easy to defend against and teams are going to start picking us up and pressing that a little bit higher I think it's a bit like what we were saying a couple of weeks ago is playing players in their strong areas um, and it's CJ we, we know he's he's better on the left um, I think we are saying about Manis being playing a bit more defensively he's, he's probably better going more forward isn't he he's more creative so um, I think that's what we've got to sort out really those little things like we, we're playing well but you just feel like there's some. Sometimes you just think you can see. Look at these little tweets, and you think we could do that better. And it's those little changes that probably do that, really. Do you think that's one thing which is playing on flip cross man? I mean, I will talk more about it after the interview. But it's like those little tweaks and changes, and he's running out of time to be able to mm. influence them from outside. I think he's slowly doing it, isn't he? That, like, yeah, he's I made would some say changes, so. but not enough, really. I, I still say CJ hurts you more from like being further up the pitch. I would say. Do you think maybe you could play that that gap role between the midfield and the strike force and just play that attacking midfielder role? 
I think in the centre. Personally, I think him and Benny need to fight it out for left wing back. Uh, yeah, I think his pace um, Benny's untouchable uh, at the minute, though. He's well, he had, a, he had a shocker on Tuesday. Wouldn't it, 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 it be good to have the two? He admitted it. But it would. I mean, but then you've got to go four four four. Yeah. Four two. Yeah. I mean, you're going back to what you were. So it's you can never win in this game, can you? Yeah. Uh, I think the most thing there was frustration. Obviously, I think positive that obviously they didn't score. They'd scored in 25 odd games, mm. competitive games before that. Um, yeah, conference help. On a high, doesn't matter true. competitively. You can only matter. beat what's in front of you. You can only beat what's in front of you, very true. Um, but there was a lot of frustration in there. Uh, as midfielder Neil Bishop said after the game, let's hear from him and get his reaction to that goalless draw away at Tranmere on a Tuesday night. Here's Neil Bishop. We've had the better chances. Uh, first half, uh, we've carved out one or two great opportunities and, and second half, second half as well. Um, I think Bobby's only had the one real shot to save that one. He's tipped over the bar. So, you know, on reflection, it's it's maybe two points lost. But, you know, maybe that's been a bit hard on, hard on ourselves. I think, you know, it's a difficult place to come. The crowd are, are, are well behind them. And so, you, you know what I mean? Away point in a clean sheet, you, you, you can't be too dismissive of. We were comfortable in position at times and took the sting out of them. And I think we were we were the team on the on the front foot and on the ascendancy. And we were the ones trying to win. I think they obviously seen us play, you know, because you know, the, the folding back into a shape and didn't really press us high up the pitch and, and close down the spaces for the likes of Otis to, 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 to get on the ball. And, you know, they really made us work for it. But, you know, we, we, we strung one or two things together, created enough chances. And another day, uh, like I said, we win that game. I think if the first one goes in, we might get the second and we might get the third. But, you know, we Make that breakthrough. So, like I say, we're not going to we're not going to dismiss a clean and away clean sheet and a point. But you know, tinged with a bit of disappointment, we never won. Played here before. It's always been a tough place to come. Like I say, the crowd the crowd are right on top of you. Uh, fair play when they get involved, put a bit of pressure on the referee. Um, probably affected a couple of his decisions tonight. But you know, that's that's just the way it is. You take that on the chin and you move on. Um, like I say, we. we um, good teams on the on the back of a promotion um, want to get to a good start. They've got they've got that um, enthusiasm. They've got that um, momentum from getting promoted, and they look to carry it on. Like I say, we're under no illusions. It's going to be another tough test on Saturday. I think if we hold on to that result on Saturday, this looks like a better point. We're unbeaten um, a long time now, all the way through pre-season and all the way and, and at the start of the season. So you know we've got to build, but you know we, we are hard on ourselves. We, we want to do really well this season. You know, like I say, we, we, we want now now. We, the performances like this we want to start turning the wind that's Neil Bishop speaking to I follow Stags you can watch that interview and all the other interviews uh, that we play tonight on mansfieldtown.net forward slash I follow uh, keep your comments coming in as always but Neil Bishop mentioned it there in his interview and what are we four games into the League 2 season and the fact that teams are working out how we play already that's got to be a bit of a concern hasn't it how would you switch things up though what improvements would you suggest Get CJ a right foot. <laughs> Game oh, over. Oh, oh, operation. Operation CJ's right foot. Uh, that's got to be it, though, isn't it? Because we we are trying to play across the back, but the, the problem is when we're going from right to left, we can't play out from the right. When CJ gets that ball, you always know that he's going to come back inside. It's a little bit like Hayden White when he was playing right back. You know he's going to go so far, then show you a trick and come back inside. If we can get CJ or a person at right wing back and this is what I wanted to come to Paul Anderson this is it this is it <laughs> but I think for me putting it out there I think for me over the last two games looking at it what we are missing is actually an experienced right wing back a right wing back shows the player against Colchester down the line out for a throw we win the game a right wing back against Tranmere we win the game or we score a goal because we've got somebody in that crossing position. Will Atkinson, I like Will Atkinson, but I don't think he's a right wing back. 
He's got a lot. He needs a lot more game time in that position to master that position for me. We need that experienced head because we are a young, young average age side, aren't we? Are we not? I think Neil Bishop yeah. probably takes it a lot higher, doesn't he? The average, but it's a bit harsh on Bishop, isn't it? <laughs> Sorry, Neil, if you're watching. Bobby's about thirty-three, isn't he? Yeah. But that's all right. Aside from them two and Craig Davis, aside from them, you're looking at a young, a young and nucleus. And Christian Pearce, <laughs> that's young stuff. You're looking at a young nucleus of a squad, and I think we need that experienced head. And uh, can we just get Paul Anderson and David Flitcroft in a room and just bang reds together? I think I'll, surely that yeah, I've, I've always said I'd, I want to. I'd love to see him uh, play a part in this season, and uh, I, well, we don't know what's going on. Is he still injured, or is it just the fact that he's still out of favour? Um, I'm just thinking back to the. I'm about. just thinking back to the Ben Futcher interview that we heard last week. He was asked about um, transfers, and he was asked about Anderson in that, and he just said there could be some movement. Is uh, way behind the rest of the group in terms of fitness, and that's it. He was very short on it. Mm. Didn't really speak passionately about him, and it almost seems like he's an outcast. Yeah. And that really that disappoints me a little bit. What about you, yeah, Sai? It's slightly I mean, upsetting, isn't it? Yeah. After after last season and. When he came in to the squad, he were he always gave hundred percent, no matter you know whichever game he was in, yeah. you know. So you know, and the games we saw him play, he, he were excellent. So to see him slightly outcasted by, you know, if it is the management that's outcasted him, then you know it's slightly disappointing as being a fan of. For Paul Anderson because he's been doing really well when just, he's played. Just give him a chance. He's not been given that opportunity, and that's the most disappointing thing. You know, if he is behind on fitness, then well, do what you did with with Rosie and go out there and get his fitness up. Do it with, you know what? You give him the same sort of effort that you've given the rest of the squad, and let him have the opportunity. And if he comes into the team and doesn't do it, or you know, if his attitude is not right, which I doubt, but if that is the case and it's still not right after you've given him a chance, then Fair enough, that's when you, you show him the door, but it just doesn't feel like at the moment he's been given the opportunity. And, and when we've got a player of that calibre and experience, and something like, like you just said, that we possibly could be crying out for, uh, if you had given him the chance, this would have been his opportunity to go in there now and, and try and take it. So that's a bit that disappoints me. Also depends how far behind are they actually talking. Are they talking is a month, two months, three months, is he... A David Murthy's situation is not going to be ready until Christmas. Well, from what, there's no report of an actual serious injury, is there? So you shouldn't. You it's wouldn't, just ma- it's games, minutes. Imagine mm. like it should be that far behind, really. So someone like that should be, you should, should be able to bring up to speed now. But every time I've seen him walk around the club, he's had an ice pack in hand. A young player, I think you'd be hesitant to put him, put him in. I mean, that's the thing with the Rose situation. He is still a young lad, and he's mentally you know the mentality at that situation but with Anderson the experience of him I think he could probably just come in and, and be able to play 60-70 minutes and maybe push himself I think he's the type of player in his approach to the game who would you know push himself to the limit for the cause I don't think there would be a problem with fitness. Do you think maybe putting him in on I don't know say like the Colchester situation stick, we've got the goal stick him in 85th minute See out the game. Yeah, game exactly. Defensive. Yeah, I don't, I don't see a, pro- I don't see an issue in that. Exactly. It's not going to happen. No. It's not going to no. Which begs the question: There's a week left until the loan window closes. Does David Flitcroft need to go into that loan window and get a player who is comfortable 
playing at right wing back and or another centre half to allow Hayden White to move to right wing back. We need another right wing back. We can't go through this season season as much as we love him with CJ playing right wing back. We've I've got to have a right footed, experienced right wing back for me. In I my think as, as as long as Matt Preston can get his fitness back, obviously he's been out with concussion. I think if we can get him back, s- switch CJ with maybe either Mellis or Bishop, whoever's in centre mid, play CJ on the left, Oates Carnet middle, Macker on the right, and stick Hayden White on right wing back. Who goes into centre? Do you put in Preston back in with Sweeney in the back three then? Yeah. I can see I can see where you're going with that. That wouldn't be a bad situation. That wouldn't be a bad solution. But I just think we're one player short. Mm. I just I don't think we've got that area covered. I think Atkinson needs games there to, to be in that position. He needs competitive games. And when you're, you're looking at the last two games and thinking, well, you know, if we had a right wing back, we could have won both games, for mm. me, in my opinion. Mm. You could argue, though, if you bring in a lone player, then Atkin, Atkinson's never going to get them games, is he? So but then do, you, you, do you work right, on it? Do you persevere? But then you've got the option of him playing as an extra cent- central midfielder or a right back if we need to go to four four two, or an injury. I honestly crisis. don't think David Flitcroft will get somebody in on loan. No. Nah. I honestly think that he'll stick with the team that he's got and unfortunately work around what we've got. Let us know what you think in the comments uh, as always. Let's um, mix it up now, now and uh, let's go uh, and talk uh, about uh, something else. Let's hear from uh, one of the players. I mean, let's hear from Alex McDonald, of course. Uh, McDonald. Uh, competent player this year. Um, this year, obviously, um, he's gone from that right wing role to centre mid, which he did under the previous manager. Uh, to be fair, but he seems to be making it his own now uh, as well. But he is also feeling the frustrations, and he's been talking about how the Stags need to turn those draws um, into wins. Let's hear it from Alex McDonald talking to I Follow early today. I think that's the probably the most frustrating thing for us in the dressing room. Um, you know we're we're dominating for large spells in games. Uh, the performances have been, on the whole, very good. Um, and now with with performances, um, we we want to start seeing more wins on the board. And you know, like if if we weren't performing uh, and we were drawing these games, then I'd be a little bit worried. But we're performing very very well. Um, the lads are the lads have really bought into it. Um, and. Like you say, hopefully we turn these good performances into into more three points. I know we conceded late on uh, on Saturday, but it feels when we're out there that we're, that we're solid. You know that we're that we're hard to beat and, and we're hard to get through. Um, you know, so we're, we're going into into these games confident of of shutting you know these teams out, and you know, long may that continue. When you've when you've took an approach that the manager has done with uh, quality rather than quantity. Um, it really does show on the on the on the field. You know, we, we've got. I think we made five or six signings, um, and I think five of them were out there on on uh, on Tuesday. And I think that's been the case from all the games. Um, so you know, the, the players that the, the managers brought in have been have been brilliant. Um, it's not really changed too much in terms of 
in the dressing room when you've got a real big turnover in players when you see an eight go and 12 come in and you know there's there's that real time to gel I think the the core of the squad and a lot of the squad from last year are still here with the addition of the five or six that you've, that you've explained there Alex McDonald speaking to iFollow if you want to watch that uh, you can go to mansfieldtown.net forward slash iFollow uh, for that obviously talking uh, about the new additions in there as well uh, and talking about the frustrations as well and to match that uh, Gary in the comments has said we played three decent sides in Yeovil, Colchester and Tranmere we haven't lost and should maybe have won patience is a must after after four games look at county nightmare oh. are, we just, are we just frustrated because do you think the Accrington game has maybe raised the bar a little bit in terms of expectation and, and that pre-season the way that we performed in pre-season the expectation raised a little bit too too high early doors no, <laughs> no. I, I, I don't think so. Um, I, I, I'm not really feeling this negative vibe that a lot of people are. I'm still quite positive. I, you know, when, I, if it's just that, sorry, Colchester game. If that goal didn't go in, we would have all been in a very, very different mindset. And it's so early in the, in the season. We've only that is just dropping two points. That's it. We've got so much more time to get things right. So I don't think. We really need to worry that much at the moment. We're still playing well, as a you know, like, like Maka said in his interview. Um, you know, we, so we've still got it's a long way to go in this season. So um, I'm I'm not feeling that negative. I I still feel like we, we we've got off to a good start and unbeaten for a long time. So I think it, it comes back to the old thing: it, the football's a marathon, not a sprint. And you look fair enough. You've got your Colchester, your Lincoln, your Ancadons. They're all running away at top of the league, blah blah, whatever. And you've got teams dwindling down at bottom, your, your Macclesfields and your Notts Counties. They've still got time to turn things around. Everything can change between now and the first week of May. Or you could be rushing like Cheltenham and sack your manager after four games. Even well, at Christmas, exactly. you have time to sort of change things around. Remember last season, it was tough around that time, and you know many, many uh, points clear. And now, where are they? Exactly. So things can change so quickly. I, I remember. I think we all sat here at one point last season and was like, no one's going to catch Notts County now, they're up, they're, they're gone. And it just all changed, didn't it? So it's four games, it's really nothing in the grand scheme of things. And I think more than thinking about the fact that we've only picked up a few points, we should be thinking, actually, we've um, we've, we've dominated uh, a lot of our games. We obviously battered Newport. Dominated Colchester for a lot, a lot of the game, even though it's frustrating. We still first team to score against them, first team to not concede to to no, stop from Tramir from scoring. Tramir as well. Yeah. So obviously come up against Accrington. You know, loads of goals, good, great performance. So there's like, it's, it's so many positives. I think there's more positive than there is negatives at the moment. There, is, I agree with that. But the, the other thing is, is like come. February, March, if we're not in and around the playoffs or even higher, we'll all be sat here going, only if we got that two points against Colchester, two more points, only if we'd have scored against Tramway. Same situation as last season. You know, it, 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 it's one of them. So it'd be nice to have like points on board. Well, I know we've got points on board, but like them extra four <laughs> points we could have picked up over the last two games would have seen us second, third, whatever. Uh, then, extra four points would have think put us top, oh, top it, you or could, whatever you could say that for every game you draw though that's that's the thing so every club will be saying the same thing they, they'll draw a game and other teams will concede late goals and all that and so everyone will be saying the same at the end of the season oh, if only we got 
you know, it put, put one of those goals in against Mansfield Town at home or whatever. Like everyone's just gonna say the same thing. So it's just too early. I, that's what I feel. Remember, it's not how you start; it's how you finish. And when we were in the conference, would we at this point in the season, if we'd been doing the podcast, then we'd be like, <laughs> "No, we're, we're never gonna, never gonna win the league." And yet, here we are, back in the football league. I think this this time that season, I think we'd have been thinking, "Oh, um, we'd have been talking about Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, one player who has adapted slightly to the new system uh, has been uh, Mel Benny, pushed up slightly from left back. Uh, to left wing back let's hear his thoughts um, on his new position and what he makes of the new system he's been speaking to iFollow earlier today obviously there's a lot being said about work on the training ground but it definitely is um, everyone knows what they're doing and I think the back three the other night were very, very good very solid and I think I think they're the main part of it the back three and obviously when the wing backs need help we do help so um, yeah I think it's just work on the training ground everyone knows their rules we're just going through every aspect to be fair obviously passages of play and then what to do when the ball's on the other side of the wing back and as a um, wide centre half and um, how to combat other teams really obviously wing backs a role that I like and um, obviously I can play left back as well my main position but um, yeah I've been enjoying out there obviously everyone knows that I like attacking from left back um, so you do get that more freedom but it's one of them as well like yeah, you're further up the pitch so you have to adapt your game here and there to be fair but um, yeah I'm enjoying out there when I'm not getting the ball that high up I tend to do drop to left my left back role and try and get onto the ball so it's one of those where it's not much different but it's just giving me that bit more freedom to attack it's one of those where if I am caught up high up the pitch I've got obviously Sweens or Piercy on the left down there to um, cover me up Mal Benning speaking to you I follow Stags obviously there if you want to watch those uh, interviews obviously then you can go to mansfieldtown.net forward slash I follow um, what do you reckon of uh, Mal Benning then at uh, left wing back very very quickly adapts to it quite well I mean it, it does seem to you know attacking full back he does seem to suit that role yeah it works well and the overlaps between him and Khan and just that in, little bit of interplay on that far side and you think last season you think about Christmas time we were sat here we were thinking Mal Benning will we see him again but now he's one of them players that well, there's nobody ready to take him out of that position you CJ when he brings him across but, yeah. and, <laughs> but he's, he's got to take them bedding out of the side hasn't he for them but that's it's the, I mean he's joint longest serving player Nate as well he's Mal yeah. Benning and I, I'm actually glad that he managed to turn it around because like Cam said we were talk, sitting here this time last year on those horribly uncomfortable stalls um, which we've now got rid of ah, good um, times the good times um, well, no we have now got rid of him well, hey. um, they're in a cupboard. Um, <laughs> ready to come back on a rainy day. Emergency chairs for Christmas. <laughs> That's it. Um, but seriously, I think the Benny situation, I'm glad he's turned it around because this time yeah. last year, Johnny Hunt was sort of knocking on the door a little bit. We were saying, you know, he might not you know, keep his shirt, but he's, he's managed it and continues to be consistent. Yeah, I, I think we, like like I said, we were, we did think he was probably going to go out the door in, in, in January. Um, but... Although we were saying that, none of us actually wanted him to. Um, but that's what we thought was going to happen. But thankfully, obviously, that didn't happen, and uh, it's good because I, I I highly rate him. I think he's been you know he had to adjust to this. Oh, it's only a slightly new position, isn't it? But it's still different, and he had to. He's still pretty young, so he still had to uh, to learn that. And I I just think he is such an attacking threat, and 
I'd, I'd rather see him playing that role, and I'd, I still feel like he's going to bag a few goals for us this season as well. Fingers mm. crossed, it'd be nice to see it happen. Let's turn our attention, though, uh, from senior matters to youth team matters now. Um, John Dempster has been speaking this week about uh, his role within the academy. Obviously, the youth team already underway this season with two wins and a defeat. They're starting their fourth consecutive title um, season. They're looking for their fourth consecutive title uh, this season and for the first time ever we've actually seen those young players you know, come into the fold a little bit obviously died down a little bit over the last couple of weeks because the season's started a little bit more um, and things like that but what a positive it is to see to get those um, you know, young players in the squad obviously the EFL regulations now I mean you've got to have a young player involved with the squad which is uh, Lewis Givens but I don't know I think this season for me, Cam, I think we'll start to see more youngsters come in, especially when the, the checker trade comes around it. I wouldn't be surprised to see a few of the younger players be getting a run out in that. Well, you'd hope so. It's the, the whole idea of the competition to help the players come through. It's the whole point of having the academy teams, the Premier League academy teams in the competition is to help benefit the the young younger players, hopefully younger English players, because you think you look at your top teams and you don't really see many young English players. They're all seasoned veterans. It's not you don't get young man English young man anymore. So competitions for places when it comes to that sort of competition will be better. So you think you don't want to be playing a full strength squad because if your player gets injured, you're screwed. Yeah. And but you don't want to play a weak squad. So you mix the two, bit of first team, bit of reserves, bit of youth, and you look, fair enough, it's not always the best competition, and the footballing standard might not be as competitive as what a league fixture is, but it's still competitive football for young players that might not otherwise get the chance. I think what you've got to think of is that we've been saying it for a while now, obviously the youth team's taken a while to build it, build it back up from obviously when we went out of, out of the league. And we've done a, a lot of work. We've got fantastic management involved in, in Demps and the rest of the rest of the team. Um, and obviously, we've had some success. So, we've, we've always said it's about building that bridge now between the youth team and the first team. Now, it's a difficult thing to do because you've got you you're going into that as a manager's point of view. You're in that high pressure job of making sure we're competing season in, season out. You know, for the uh, you know t- for promotion. That's what. You know, we're aiming for. So he's got his job on, you know, his neck on the line, really. So he's got to do it right. But I think Flickcroft now is doing that. He's, you know, he's shown as we, you know, as, as Craig just pointed out. Obviously, um, none of Ray featured in the start of the season, but I think he has confidence that now they've had that experience over pre-season and they're in amongst the squad training, etc. That if they need to be called upon throughout the season, then then they will be. And I think. The Checker Trade Trophy, a lot of many people hate it. It's a good opportunity to throw them into the team and, and have a look at them. I can't wait for the week before so I can have a rant about winning it again. Let's hear from John <laughs> Dempster then uh, about his thoughts on uh, on seeing those players uh, progress. There's probably about five in there. Obviously, the the, the young keeper who's been trained, Sam, is it um, Sam Wilson? He's yeah, been yeah. training with um, Lesnick and and, uh, and Logan. Um, also, you've got Lewis Gibbons, you've got uh, Niall Blake, you've got um, obviously uh, Jordan Graham as well, and there's Henry Wilder in there who's still not really seen a lot of. I believe he's been 
uh, quite ill uh, lately, so he's not really been involved uh, too much. But let's uh, have a listen uh, to uh, John Dempster and see what he makes uh, of having those players involved, or, in, or what he makes of... Uh, seeing those players step from youth level to senior level. It's brilliant for me and the academy staff. You know, that's why we do the job that we do. Um, the boys that have made the step up and been in and around the first team have got a long way to go. But the experiences they're getting, you know, training alongside um, some of the more senior pros, what they're learning on a day-to-day -day basis is something we can't actually give them. Uh, and the kind of link between academy and first teams being brilliant. We had a technical board meeting last week. Uh, where we got a chance to, you know, share our views and talk about plays and footballs and, and, and philosophy. So um, can't really ask for much more. Really, it's just having been to see the first team in pre-season and you know starting the league campaign and the cup campaign. These players are going to have to really step up because standards have gone up. Um, the performance against Accrington last week was exceptional. Um, and it kind of really hit home. We've got a lot of hard work to do. A massive emphasis. So he, he knows all of the under 18s. He knows all of the under 21 players. He's keen to get them up as possible, as much as possible. Whether the it's the under 18 players are actually based at Brooksby. He wants them coming up and training with the first team on a daily basis. Um, but yeah, like I said, I can't really ask for much more in terms of his enthusiasm and the interest he's shown. Both him and Ben have uh, been brilliant so far. Both the gaffer and Futch have been really complimentary about uh, the physiques, um, how they are quite robust, which is uncommon in academy players. Um, they've been pleased with their intensity levels, you know. But they, although you know when they train with the first team, they are being pushed to the maximum. Um, they have been pleased with their fitness levels. Um, so you know, really good reports back on. Um, all of those players that you've mentioned, including, you know, good character reference, you know, being respectful around the ground, um, respecting the more senior pros. That's John Dempster, the academy manager, speaking to iFollow. You can read that full interview on the website and watch it on iFollow as well. Great value for money on there. It's nice to hear as well uh, how the youth team are doing. And a lot of the time we sort of sit here week in, week out, and we talk a lot about the senior team, but there seems a lot more integration this year. And I think that comes down to the management. John Dempster mentioned it there. As soon as he came in, David Flitcroft took a big interest in the U-team, Simon, and mm. I think a lot of that, you could sort of see that in, in Portugal as well, I, I guess, uh, as well, the fact that they're bringing the two together, training together, and that's going to be a huge, huge thing when the new training ground is finally open. <laughs> I don't know when that will be, but when that's finally open, that's even going to, that's going to make it even more of a closer unit. Yeah, it's obviously that he wants to build bridges with the younger, the youth team, and obviously, like you say, we've seen it with uh, Lewis and Jordan. Um, hopefully, we can get a few more of the younger lads, you know, appearing around the senior team and things like that. And in the past, Mansfield's always done well with like youth team local lads within the within the squad as well along with experienced players so hopefully he can integrate all these players in get them in get them in and around the um senior squad and hopefully it'll let them move forward and gain confidence because if we're playing if we've got a senior team that's playing with confidence it spreads so so the younger youth team that come in the younger lads that come in you know they they'll gain confidence with playing with the senior players, and you know hopefully it'll help them 
develop. And a big part of that as well is going to be uh, the under 21s uh, in that. The fixtures you can see uh, are on screen uh, now. That starts in, uh, in a couple of weeks' time, obviously, in the Central League. Um, a lot of those players who were in and around the first team are going to be involved. Uh, in that squad, some good teams uh, in that league as well. The likes of Rotherham United, who's the first game on the uh, 11th of September. Doncaster Rovers in there as well. Wigan Athletic, um, obviously um, Port Vale, uh, Grimsby, other sides in there as well. And I think having the players from the youth level um, go into um, that under 21 side with those senior pros who are not getting game time, there are less of them this year as well. Mm. That's only going to be classed as a as a positive thing, isn't it, Nate? No? I think so. Yeah, it's just uh, just giving them more the opportunity to to possibly play play together. Um, first of all, obviously the youth team play together obviously all the time, but then you've got a few of the first teamers that can come into there. Um, I just I just feel like the most important thing is as well like, with the uh, the management showing such uh, enthusiasm of, of getting the youth team in there. Um, you know, into the senior squad and having them around each other more. I think is, I think the players will buy into that as well. And I think the one way you're going to get players, as in the younger players, up to their level is by the the, the actual senior players investing time in them. Um, and I think you know when we go back to our trip down memory lane series, when you speak to the likes of Bobby, who obviously came through the youth team, he, he spoke highly about how certain senior pros helped him through and. Uh, that's what our, we need our squad to do. So the more our, it's like the more our managers set that example of, of him, them wanting to do it, hopefully the players will follow suit and that will hopefully come through into the games that they play together as well. And as a club as well, Cam, the fact that we're bringing these young players through and blooding them in three, four years' time, maybe you know six years' time, it's a long-term uh, programme, but we might be in a position where they've played X amount of football league games, they've been on loan in the conference, they've got a bit of experience about them, and we might be able to sell them and actually start making a profit and... You know, investing that money back into the club as we progress up the leagues ourselves. I think what the the major factor in how the youth players develop is how the first team get on. You think if we go up a division, are you likely to see the youth team players still? Because I'm not sure you would. Well, it have to all depends in. on the development, though, don't it? True, but. If you think if they're players, fair enough, they might not be ready yet. But if you think a couple months later down the line, if they're not ready to be playing, maybe the odd game in League Two, if we did get promotion this year, for example, would they, do you think that would they be ready at all to play League One, or would they just be restricted to playing youth and reserve it, matches? I don't think there's a big difference between League One and League Two football. If I'm honest, I don't think there's that much of a difference. It's not only that as well. We just at the moment we don't really know. Either I think if you went back ten quite long now, isn't it? When you when you think of when we did have a successful U team coming through, we, we were like nearly two decades. Now. It was a long one. Yeah, yeah with like some two thousand one, two thousand two. Yeah, I was still there. You were still you were in your mid forties, then. Yeah. But when we had the likes of Bobby's and you know Liam Lawrence and all that coming through, then I think at the time if if, you, if we had this podcast, if you. Obviously, I don't think Facebook Live was even a thing then, but. Well, was Facebook even a thing? I don't think it was. If it was. Right, Space Live, come on! If it was. Uh, was internet. Bebo Live. If, if we're on MSN Live, whatever. Like, uh, <laughs> MSN like, uh, Web Chat. Yeah, talk, talking about it oh, I'm not on the, on the uh, pixelated webcams. Cam's like, what's MSN Live? 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 What's
I know what all they are, all those <laughs> are, and I have actually used them. Most of them are two for two. So do you guys, I don't know what But the point is, I'd imagine if we're sitting having a discussion then, you, these players you probably didn't know much about, and until, it was only until they were thrown into the team where we you, you sort of then realised what quality or potential they have so you just never know it's, we don't know exactly what react. level they're at and you don't know in some ways I don't think a lot of the players even the players themselves will know what level they're at until they're actually thrown into that situation there's only one way of finding out and that's by putting them into competitive games mm. that's it you've got to you don't learn to swim without jumping into the deep end here get in there and there's always a lifeguard to help you out isn't there so yeah. <laughs> Don't try that at home if you can't yeah, swim. Yeah, if you can't swim, don't try that. Don't listen to my advice, basically. Yeah. Uh, right, yeah, we've been going for far too long now. Uh, let's look ahead to uh, the weekend uh, game in League 2 action. Um, I'm not going to use the phrase must-win game because that's absolute crap. But Absolutely must-win game. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely must-win game. Uh, let's, use that, let's use that phrase uh, instead. You can see a nice little... Graphic on screen, head to head. I was bored earlier on. Can't mm. see it, so I know. No, you'll I'll say, other than Nathan, everybody else can see that, so oh, that's great. great. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> cheers, Nathan, it's Fantastic. great. Uh, obviously, <laughs> Macclesfield's always been a bit of a happy hunting ground uh, for us, really. Uh, 10 wins against Macclesfield, only uh, six defeats and five draws. Bottom sort of bit of the league at the minute, obviously, not rock bottom. That place belongs to where those. Uh, Blokes from down the road. Um, <laughs> hey, bless them. How, how are you doing, Ken? You enjoying life at Knott's? Um, but no, seriously though, um, Maxfield has been a, a decent place to go to. I'm looking forward to going there, but we can't go into that game thinking while we're in the bottom bottom quarter of the, the league, we're going to smash these if we turn it. We've got to stay focused. And these, this is perhaps a tougher game than what it would be if we were playing sort of your MK Don Directors at this point in the season, isn't it? Tell you what, Scott, I think the biggest factor in how the players play on Saturday I think will be the support because we've already sold what over a thousand tickets anyway sold the allocation haven't we yeah which was 700 and standing something like that yeah but we've got more tickets available which people are buying so we're going to have a decent following if we can get the atmosphere going and get behind the boys then there's no reason that we can't put two three four you never know Past them. This is the first one of them. Nice. Yeah, one, one will yeah. do. Uh, let's not get greedy. One will do. Um, this is um, the first. I don't, don't want to sit back on the one that win all the time. <laughs> well, no, well, no, but it's, it's the it's the points which which count, isn't it? And True. you build from there. But this is the first away game, really, of, of the season in terms of accessibility. Because you look Yeovil away. That's a bloody long way to go on a Saturday. That's well then, long, <laughs> long, long way, and then you sat in traffic. Then Tranmere on a Tuesday night again, bit of a journey, two and a bit hours. You're risking traffic there, work the next day, that sort of thing. Macclesfield, an hour and a half. It's mm. an easy, it's a close-ish one for us. I think this we've got we're going to be it's going to be a vocal support, and yeah. we've got to go and, and ruin their day, really, haven't we? I think I've probably had that feel of it as if it, as if it is the first away game of the season, won't it? So um, let's just hope, like Adam said, the uh, the atmosphere plays a big part. Um, I just hope people go in with a positive. I sometimes feel like people don't know the meaning of support. Supporter, in the, you know, there's a bit of support in the word supporter. It's uh, we need to get behind the team and uh, and stop thinking about the last few games of being points dropped. Think a bit about the fact we're still unbeaten. So let's go there um, and give them a good game and hopefully touch wood. Come on, three points. Yeah. Nathan Edge, uh, ten goals. Nathan Edge novelty T-shirt coming coming soon. His <laughs> face with the 
catchphrase underneath it, putting the support in the supporter. I can see the, ra- <laughs> the range of Mansfield Matters clothing now. Damn I can it. see it. We're building an empire. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry, you were going to say... Uh, so I forgot completely. Yeah, we've got to forget about what's happened last, you know, couple of games and just concentrate on the next one and then just deal with that when we get to it sort of thing and hopefully you guys, because I've not been able to make it, nope. um, will get behind the lads and hopefully bring three points back and a good performance. We're going to win because uh, I'm taking Garda Garbi anyways. 100% record so yep. far and the last six game goals. she went to, six goals? 6-1, yeah. 6-1. I think so. I've decided I'm not taking my girlfriend to football anymore. Yeah. All, all three league games that I've taken the two, one, one draws. Okay, you give your... Colchester, uh, Crawley and Colchester. All one ones. Not great, is it? Not great. Perfect. Not great. So that Abbey can stay at home and that, the other Abbey can yeah. come out. Yeah. Sounds hot to play. Good. It's great. Oh, it's brilliant. Uh, well, last little bit before we look ahead to uh, West Brom. Nate, obviously, uh, today uh, announced on Facebook and everything all, all that sort of stuff about the blind football team. Have you had a chance to listen to David Flickcroft's uh, lovely words? I have, and I'm actually uh, very sorry I didn't say galvanised at all in that interview. I was like, come on, come on, Dave, sort it out. Uh, and I was very tempted to actually put it into one of my interviews, but I didn't. But I was very tempted, but... No, it was a great, um, for those that uh, haven't seen it, it's on the Mansfield Town um, Facebook page and Twitter at the moment. Uh, just scroll back over today. But, um, just scroll down our posts on, the, on our yeah, page. Yeah, well, yeah. so well. um, yeah, it was, it was a great day for us. Obviously, uh, we, we're starting our first session on Sunday and now that the hard work really begins, you know, we, the club have been absolutely incredible so far in supporting uh, this project is something I wanted to do for a long time, and I went to you know went, went, approached the club with the idea. Uh, had very very many very very many meetings with um, Tina Broughton, who has been fantastic again in supporting what we're doing, and uh, you know I'm, I'm glad to say that's up and running. So we'll have a first session on Sunday, and it's just now about recruiting players and giving some providing opportunities for people to get involved now. So. Well, we wish you all the very best of luck with it. Let's uh, turn our attention to uh, the other game next week. Up for the Cup, West Brom away. Oh, looking forward to, to that one. New ground for... I'm not looking forward to it. <laughs> Especially after the, what they did to QPR at the weekend. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but they, beat, they beat QPR, what, 7-1? We put yeah. six packs to Accrington. Mm, you know, eight beat, all. Eight all. Yeah. We're on penalties. <laughs> Sorted. <laughs> happy days, happy days. What are you expecting from that one? I think, you know, West Brom Championship side might rest a few legs. Their eyes will be, you know, on the Championship season. As you said before the Accrington game, Nath, you know, it's a competition which can get a little bit of money into the club but why shouldn't we be going on a bit of a bit of a run what, it's, it's not implausible is it why not um, other clubs have done it in the past uh, I think we're we're due, a, due another decent run now so uh, and I say it's, it's all about brings in some revenue it brings in the winning feeling as well to the team um, and obviously touch what it brings in a few more supporters and that's obviously what we all want so let's go there let's, let's you know hope that they do play a bit of a weaker team. I wonder. If, I'm wondering if we're going to see a, a, a performance from Carl Hopkins if he's still there. Not sure if he is, but maybe. Um, I had a look. I, just, I couldn't mm, find that he'd gone no. elsewhere. Yeah, so I feel like he's still there at the moment. So, yeah. uh, but let's just go out there and, and give it a go. If, if you know, if we don't, it's all the no lose situation. If we if we come, if we lose, it's not the end of the world, is it? We've got other cups and the league to focus on. So, but but it's a bonus if we do win. So. Just to go for it, really. It's momentum, isn't it? Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. It's momentum. I mean, if we take the scalp of a championship club, 
I don't care whoever they play, whether they play a 17-year-old or, you know, an experienced player. Club. It's a championship club. So, therefore, if we can go there, get a result, you know, then um, we might, like Nathan says, we might get a few more people through gate, you know, when we play Carlisle and uh, hopefully get on a bit of a cup run. Cheap, obviously cheap tickets as well which is which is fantastic not overpriced or anything that's affordable no. it's not too far down the road we look forward to it the only thing I'm not looking forward to is if they do the uh, if we get through to round three they do the draw on a bloody Thursday again and, and <laughs> it takes about yeah, the 14 yeah, minutes yeah. to because so that, well that went so well last time around <laughs> uh, obviously if you want to get yourself uh, to the game tickets are still on sale for the West Brom game uh, open to, to all now obviously after the priority to season tickets uh, Macclesfield tickets believe uh, initial allocation sold out but I think you can buy them on the day you can ring up Macclesfield now as well and, and book, get you like, pre-order tickets as well so, so they get fun to all knowledge and if you want to um, travel to the game the details that you need uh, for the Psych Support Association are on screen as well if that takes your fancy uh, £15 for Amber members for both trips uh, £20 for Blue members uh, and that will be £25 uh, for non-members uh, to go to that to Macclesfield and to uh, to West Brom uh, times that they're leaving are on the screen now if you want to see them you can book by calling the, the uh, hotline on 07967 689597 all the details that you need are on the screen prediction time now let's start with Macclesfield uh, in the league on Saturday Bobby Lesnick to start maybe Danny Rose to start would you start Danny Rose Saturday is it Rose time yet Oh, yeah. Rose at Moss Rose that's terrible uh, I would start him though I think maybe him and Tyler nah I'd say Davies two similar players though two sort of aerial yeah, players I'd, I'd say you want Rose and Morgan yeah you want somebody running off Rose don't you yeah maybe. I, I think he's I think he's he has looked pretty good when he's come on I still think he's he's got a sort of point to prove so I'd, I'd, I'd probably give him a start play all three why not? Well, he did, did that, didn't he? Yeah. Colchester West. Play all three. I, I like that move, so yeah, why not? It worked as well, and they didn't know how to deal with it, so you know, who knows? And that might give Maxfield something else to think about. What about results wise, though? What are you going to go for? If you were a betting man, if you were sticking your money on it, what would you go for? 3 0 Stags. Nath? 2 1 Stags. 2 1. I think I'm going to go for a clean sheet, I'm going to go 2 0 Stags. West Brom in the Cup Tuesday night, not quite sure what to expect from that one I think it'll all hinge on the side that West Brom put out and the side that we put out to be fair but I fancy us you know against the mm. four championship opposition in pre-season yes there was at home um, but we played well we played obviously got some decent wins in there as well I'm going to back us I'm going to go for a sneaky 2-1 side ooh one all but win on penalties Nath one all but lose on penalties Cam? I, I'd have said 2-2 two, two and lose on penalties but it all depends on what team's Yeah, all this and buts. The most important thing, though, is, of course, um, Macclesfield on Saturday. That's the bread and butter, and that's the, the thing that we want to see, isn't it? So, you know, it's all about that. Well, thank you very much, as always, for joining us tonight. That is just about it. Uh, I've been joined, as always, by... We're on camera two, by the way, now, so that's... Uh, if you're, so, please don't dab. <laughs> Please don't do that. I've been joined by Cam Felton or Cricket Cows, we've called him tonight. Uh, Nathan F as well, over, over there in the red t shirt. Simon Mercer. I've been Craig Priest. Thank you very much, as always, uh, for watching. This is the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? 
well because Mansfield Maths of course if you want to join us every Thursday 6.30 on facebook.com forward slash MTFC Matters have your say on your team draw your own conclusions on the last two games with two points from two no more conceding in the 95th minute please onwards the journey goes to the Moss Rose where who knows what might happen the big question is though can the Stags bloom bring three points home against the other MTSC. Find out next week. Good night. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.